You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. We're here at the back table, the famous table, as read about in the New Yorker magazine of The Comedy Cellar. New York? Uh, the New Yorker did an article about the, about was, the table. Oh, okay. And uh, we're here, of course, with uh, Mr. Dan Natterman and uh, Mike Fenoya. I don't know what your what the credits I'm supposed to introduce you with are. Just an all-around great guy. All around, um, all around great well, guy. He's Absolutely. a writer I'm for a uh, writer for True TV's Impractical Jokers that so you can Jokers. see Thursday nights at ten. And uh, yeah, here we had Sal on the show one time. He was one of the best guests ever. Yeah, he's so, great. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Um, we uh, we had a show in. Uh, Treasure Island Casino in Welch, Minnesota the other day, and yeah. we had to take a private jet, ah. and it was my first time ever doing that. That's awesome, right? No. Um, <laughs> it scared the shit out of me, to be honest with you, because there were four seats where they, they, the four of them were facing the pilot, and I was back-to-back with the pilot facing them, and it's such a tiny little plane, and I was panicking the whole time, and I was trying to keep cool. And I had to, like, face my anxiety midair. I'm like, what happens if, like, what the worst that can happen right now is we all die? And I just had to, like, well, you chew know, that and swallow it. Well, you know, it sounds like it wasn't the most luxurious of private jets, obviously. Oh, it definitely wasn't like, There's a, a, range. like a rap video plane. It definitely wasn't, you know. I, I took, I took a, 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 a small one one time, too, in, in Russia. And the, it was awesome, but I was scared. I'm always scared to fly. Yeah. Uh, and Char- I can't pronounce your last name. It's a Wojcik. You should you should just spell it W O C H E K or do a Louis C K. Anyway, yeah, you should Louis it. Yeah, you should Louis it because uh, I mean, at this point in his career, Louis had already changed his, his name to C K. Okay, but anyway, Charles, <laughs> Charles, like you can, you can forge your own path or go with what works. Charles Wojcik is an up and coming comedian based in New York City. Prior to comedy, Charles served five years in the United States Marine Corps. Oh my God! As oh. an intelligence an- analyst. Wow. Thank you for your service, I oh, guess, because we you. have to say it. Yeah. Well, that, that's uh, probably the main reason I invited him, Noam. <laughs> yes. Uh, because uh, he's a Marine and a combat veteran. And, of course, that's a very rare thing among comedians. A combat veteran? Yeah. How come that's not in the bio, combat veteran? Because I, I didn't put it in. Oh, know. how humble. Yeah, I don't know. You, it, you actually saw combat? Yeah. Hand-to-hand? Well, that, no, I wasn't, like, punching a guy in the face. You, you, never, you, never, you never got hand-to-hand, but, but just with guns. Yeah, guns. What's the closest somebody ever, the enemy was ever at you? Uh, a few hundred meters. Five, what's, that meters? In, what's that in stupid civilian? Uh, like, like five football fields? Okay, perfect. Okay. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. Well, I know he was in theater. He was in Afghanistan. What I didn't know is, that, did you ever, were you in a firefight? Yes, yeah, several. Oh, okay. That yeah. I didn't know. Do you have PTSD? I, 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 yeah. Well, I do want to talk about his PTSD. He said he authorized me before the show because I don't ambush Noam. Oh, I didn't ambush. I know no, no, you question. don't. I know you don't. But well, that's why you're never going to make when, it in this radio business. No, I know you. I know you didn't. Just before we get to that, Noam, I just want, I work with uh, Howie Mandel uh, over the weekend, and he listens to the show. He does. He says he listens and enjoys the show. So, uh, Howie, if you're out there, a shout out to Howie Mandel, and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Howie Mandel listens to my well, to my show. To our show, yes, exactly show. right. <laughs> That's what he told me anyway, and uh, I can't imagine he's making it up. Wow. Uh, Actually, I've been hearing more and more about people listening to the show. Judd Apatow came in said he was listening to the show one time. Uh, it's a fantastic show. Great guests. You make sure they know it's serious, because I mean, we're like on our fourth or fifth year. I'm ready to, and, and everyone else has been canceled. Everyone else. And I'm just ready for them to pull the plug on me. Never. Never. This will never get the plug pulled. The table. Do <laughs> you watch the Steve Bannon interview? No. No, but that's what he told Trump. But go ahead. So, so what should we talk about first? The well, first of all, I just just how many other um, comedians are? Uh, it seems like a very rare thing because most of us, some of us come from the world of law. Right. Uh, some of us come from. Many of us are just plain, you know, layabouts that never did anything. Uh, but few, uh, few uh, have uh, combat. If somewhere in the military, few are in combat. It's a rare combination. The the comedic. Uh, uh, the comedic uh, mental, uh, you know. I think there's a couple older guys that definitely saw service. The guy who plays, uh, who's in Adam Sandler's movies, he played like uh, Farmer Fran, the coach in Waterboy. Uh, Is he a stand up? He does stand up and he does a lot of the tours with, uh, he was in Jeff Ross's documentary uh, with like Rocky Laporte oh, yeah. and some of those other guys. Well, well, he was an old like fighter jet pilot or something. Well, back in the day when everybody served, or people served more, like, you know, like even like Don Rickles and all those guys were in World War II. Yeah. CPO Sharky was a true story? 
Well, I don't know, but Don okay. Riggles did serve. R- Rob Riggle was one. Who? Rob Riggle. Riggle. He doesn't well, really do stand-up. Yeah. You know, my partner George saw, well, but he, com- he saw in, combat. In Israel. Yeah, okay, well, saw combat. I'm talking about the United States Army. And Tawil the Cook was a, also saw combat in Egypt. And believe me, combat in Egypt is dicey, all right? But go ahead. I'm just saying, we, well, know, we well, know people in combat. Yes, but not comics, because the no. average comic does not have the mental... Uh, he's a mental case, and yes. the Army wouldn't want him, and rightly so. Did, I, did, did you want to be a comic whilst you were in the Army? Yeah, I, I, I wanted to do it when I was growing up, but it was just... It was like too too scary for me. <laughs> too Comedy scary. was too scary, <laughs> so you went to Iraq. That's amazing. Yeah, it was like if you don't say that your, on stage. What was your motivation to go into the army? Because most of the people I talked to when I was doing uh, the USO tour was financial or adventure. Very few of them said because I believe in the cause. Is yeah, that, no, I mean, I, well, I wanted to go to college, and that was way too much money, and uh, I didn't want to just go to like community college because you know, I worked hard in high school, so. Uh, I just figured I'd enlist just to get uh, college paid for. Now, let me ask you, when you enlist and then the the president decides to go to war, mm-hmm. can you get out? I mean, I, I guess you can be a conscientious uh, objector, but... Um, no, but he enlisted after we were at war already. Yeah, I, I, I enlisted... Are you crazy? I enlisted in 2009. You enlisted yeah. knowing you might go to combat? Yeah. No, I'm and, and you're not committed to the cause? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, I'm not saying like I'm like, you know. Was it a chick? <laughs> Did you do it for a chick? <laughs> no, no. Well, well, there no, a lot that, of good that's the there. case with most of the people. When I was over there talking to the soldiers, most of them said, most of them enlisted after war was declared, because this was already 2008, and most of them said their motivations were college, uh, money. A couple of people said, serve, serve my country. But in a general sense, serve my country. Nobody said, well, we got to get those weapons of mass destruction. Right. You know, or, or we, we got to bring down the Taliban. I didn't hear that. Now, maybe, the, you know. But it was also for um, personal growth. Because, you know, obviously I don't look like your typical... Uh, he's a very small... You were undercover. Yeah. He's a yeah. five... He's smaller than I am. Yeah, five four. So, you know, I was five three. I, I grew an inch in Afghanistan, actually. Did you know in <laughs> high school that you were going to do it? Like, did you, like, going up, you were like, that's my plan? Because mine was to play professional baseball. Uh, I knew, I knew um, April of my senior year of high school. Did you get recruited or did you go to a... I, I went to a recruiter. That's a, that's a good sale. I, I'm always fascinated by the fact that there are actually people who aren't scared out there. Like, or people who are brave. Like, just the idea of, of gunfire. I would cry like a baby. Oh, my God, yeah. <sighs> we did a show recently, and I was talking to a uh, security guy who worked on submarines and he said the longest that he was underwater in a submarine was 89 days wow can you imagine being in a submarine for 80 i said were there people that like freaking lost their shit like five days in like what do you do you just like duct tape them and put them in a corner and they said that they were uh on a trip before the 89 day one a guy lost it and they had to you know whatever not what's the opposite of submerge emerge emerge and uh drop them off at whatever friendly port and then they made sink back an island down with no, with, with no cannibals. On. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> That's where they and left he, him. He probably Ch- got Chincoteague Island. Is that what? It, what is that I mean, what pit can, man. Pit, pit, and pit, he probably pit, got pit charged for that too. Can, like he financially? Probably, no, no. no I mean, can. like he probably got like in tr- like a court martial. Well, possibly. I mean, if, if you know, if you have that kind of. Uh, what no one's not getting is there's real men in this world. I am getting. I just always find that fascinating. Like. I would never. You know, I, I've often tried to ask myself the question, what is bravery? Is it, is it that you don't really believe something's going to happen to you? Are you religious and think that if something does happen to you, there's something else going on? Or, uh, you know, I mean, what is the mindset of somebody in that situation? You just, did you, did you Stipula- believe? Stipulating that you have none of them, but, but if, if someone were to be brave, you wonder well, where, 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 where does it come from? Well, I'm just saying, Charles Wojcik, what, was your thought, ah, it couldn't happen to me? Was your thought... Uh, are you religious? What, what, how did you deal with that kind of knowing that you could be killed? How did you deal with that uh, psychologically? Uh, I mean, I was... Or maybe you didn't think that's what, that's what's that bad. Maybe not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just college Wait tuition, man. <laughs> Back yeah. off. Yeah, I needed, needed that money. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was just whatever happened, happened. Was there a lot of, like, brainwashing? Was there a lot of, like, uh, people drilling it into your head? I mean, that's what, you know, boot camp is. I mean, it's... Well, you say it like I was there. I don't have a clue. I think it's push-ups and running... I I know Stripes. I know the movie Stripes. (laughs) Is it like Officer and Gentleman? Or is it more like uh, Full Metal Jacket? I mean, you know, Full Metal Jacket's sort of an extreme... um, You know, it's a little push in the envelope. Um, 
but no, I mean, you you got you know the drill instructors are constantly screaming in your face every day for 13 weeks, and uh, you know it's you don't get any days off in training, so it's literally every, every day for 13 weeks. No unions, huh? No. <laughs> did, did, now you're from did, like, in Full Metal Jacket. They would always make it like you know only steers and queers are from Texas. Yeah. Now you're from Long Island. Did they say like, "You suck Billy Joel's cock"? Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about PTSD. The first time I saw Full Metal Jacket was on mushrooms, uh. and when he blew his brains out in the bathroom, I was like, "That's it. I'm done. My night's over." It was just the beginning of the night, and I called it quits. And and that scene was uh, all improved by Arlie Ermey, like the the drill instructor scene, because he was a, a drill instructor in the Marine Corps uh, before that role. Wow. Do you, so do you know all... any of those, like, to the left, to the left, the mother, blah, 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 Yeah, the cadences. Yeah, you know a good one? Give us a good one. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, a little yellow birdie with a ye- little yellow bill landed on my little on my windowsill. We lured him in with a piece of bread, and then we squashed his fucking head. Uh, wow, we're screwed. <laughs> that was the first one. We're screwed. You listen to an ISIS chant, it's like fucking like war chant. are <laughs> doing a little birdie chant. Yeah. Uh, Steve wants to say something. All right, I have producer. a question. So in a, in a that's, recall, our, that's our producer, uh, Stephen Calabria. The first one is for Noam, and the second one is for Charles. So, Noam, you were talking about how Dan, and by extension, I guess, stand-up comedians are not brave people. Oh, I, was, well, I don't know if we're brave or not, but I just think psychologically most of us would be rejected. Well, you would be rejected in the military, but so many people who are not comedians always say, oh, my God, you're so brave. I could never do that. It requires so much bravery on your part. Well, can, I, can I amplify yeah. that? There's, there's surveys that public speaking is the number one fear That's right. of human beings. That's right. Well, yeah, right. Not, not so, being tortured by the Viet Cong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Noam, do you think that it requires a substantial level of bravery to become a stand-up comedian? And my question to Charles is, was it more difficult for you uh, in terms of bravery to become a stand-up comedian than it was for you to join the military. Good question, good question, good question. Wow. Good question. No, I believe you had the first question. Do I, what was the question Do again? you perceive it as, uh, as, as stand-up as a brave act? Uh, y- yes, but you know, and I've used this before, but you know, like they say that Eskimos have like there's 50 different ways to say snow, you know. I, I don't know that the term bravery when applied to the, the willpower to go on stage and then applied to go into armed combat, it's... It's not actually the same bravery, you know. It, it's it's something you don't want to do, but it's different. Uh, I mean, it's definitely uh, it takes guts, but it doesn't take like I'm not gonna die up there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone's not gonna shoot you. It, that shit's insane. That what you did. I wouldn't fight if they brought the war here. I'd fight. I wouldn't. You'd run if you had to protect your family. You'd fight. I, I'd make sure they were well taken care of. No, I, <laughs> no I, I think about those things, like, you know, because obviously your kids. See, a lot of it, I, I always imagine, I've seen this at times when I was in a situation where I thought maybe shit was going down. A lot of it is something you can't ever realize that you have within you. Mm. A lot of it, I think, is in, in certain instincts that come out. So when your kids are threatened, I imagine it automatically kicks in. You're not thinking about bravery, you ju- you're just reacting. Yeah. But uh, if I had time to contemplate it and I had to actually go and enlist knowing I was going to fight, that, that would be almost, that, that would be very, very hard for me. Even, even, even if I knew that this shit was coming to our house, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess I would do it. I don't know. I, and listen, I have bone spurs. <laughs> so you're out. You're, you're done. You know, the, I think that fight or flight thing, I think you have to be more yeah. courageous to get into a career in stand-up than actually do stand up. Like going and doing an open mic is whatever. But then saying, I'm gonna make this my life, I'm gonna make this my career, I'm gonna be a career soldier. Mm-hmm. You're, in, you're devoting and investing your entire life and everything that you do and the sacrifices that you make and missing your family and whatever to that craft, to that task or whatever. I, I think that similar courage. Right. It's actually demeaning to the military to say that, well, I, okay, but I'm a stand-up comic. That's brave. <laughs> I mean, well, a, Will, Silver, Will Silvins cannot well, not be. not necessarily, because how many, how many of those soldiers, guy, know. How many of those soldiers <laughs> yeah. would be completely terrified by getting up on stage? I understand, right. but it's not the same thing. As well, like, let's, like, let's ask let's Charles answer the question that you posed, Stephen, which is, did, were you more scared doing stand-up than, than enlisting in the Army? I, I mean... I, I guess each has its own parts, but I mean, I, I may have been more scared, you know, doing stand-up because, oh. you know, well, you need material. At you least know, you're guaranteed you, work in the military. No, not yeah. enlisting the army during combat. Oh, during. I mean, there's actually there's similar. I mean, well, the thing is, in, in the Marines or whatever your organization you're in, you know, you're on a team. You have a team. 
you know, when you're doing stand-up, you're just up there by yourself, uh, you know, in front of a crowd, um, which, you know, can be pretty terrifying. I mean, you could, you could take this to an absurd level, like, were you more scared signing up for the military or when you had to ask that hot girl out on a date? Like, you know, right. that, that's, yeah. that can be uh, petrifying too, but it's not the same But thing. you do have PSD, DSD, PTSD. Right, so so obviously, which I assume comedy. you don't have it from stand-up. So I think no. that might answer the question. <laughs> well, well, well you, I think we all do. Not, not yet. <laughs> you are in therapy for PTSD, I believe. That's what you told me before yeah. you authorized me to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, what is what is that therapy? Is it consist of just talking about your fears, or is uh, oh, I don't know. Well, how, how does it how does it manifest itself? First of all, what how do you know you have PTSD? Well, just uh, you know, just certain. Uh, uh, experiences I was in, involved in uh, just sort of sort of took control, you know, in, in my mind, like like thoughts and. No, but I mean, like, if I came up behind you with a paper bag full of air and I went boom, with, yeah, with, I'd probably oh, you just take your knee out <laughs> in one shot. One <laughs> of the kind of things that his show would do. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 let's true. go to a PTSD clinic. A balloon on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Real soft. <laughs> I, I'd have a reaction. You, you would have a reaction. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it with you know people honking their horns. I would. Okay. I, I, I get a reaction. I never was in service. <laughs> but, yeah, but his reaction I'd might be someone, different. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you might go huh like that, and, and what would you do? <laughs> just <laughs> literally go right for the throat. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. Well, but, what happens when somebody honks a horn? Well, I usually like. Jump! Look, like look to you, you know, yeah. But you don't like back. ever think you're in back in in Afghanistan. There, there was one time um, I was driving last year oh uh, when I was driving Uber, and I was at a red He's light. Also a former Uber driver. By yeah, me. I was I was at a red light, just minding you know whatever, just sitting there, and all of a sudden a uh, a vehicle behind me. I guess a person was texting or something. You know, they smashed into the back bumper, and I I, I had a flashback during that that experience. Wow. What is that? What was that like? What's a flashback like? Well, it, it was basically, I, I just felt like I wasn't, I was in like a different, I was in a different place, you know, it just, uh, wow. and, and I, you know, I just uh, started sweating heavily, you know, was, uh, you know, started having a, a panic attack and, uh, you know, I just had to, you know, get out, go outside and just sit down for a minute, you know, just got the shakes. You don't talk about any of this on stage, or do you? I, I not, don't know if I've seen not, your act, not, to be honest. Uh, not, not, not this way, you know, I try to be funny about it. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the other stuff. Because um, some of this stuff, it can be, you know, th that's a problem, you know, doing military stuff on stage is, you know, I have to connect that back so everyone else understands that. Um, which, which, that's the difficult part Brian. of uh, doing uh, military stuff. Uh, uh, I, I just want to pause a second to say my, my former bandmate, Brian Stevens, Brian my former Steve. bandmate, Brian Stevens, has a new record out. And I just saw the, uh, the first video called Revolution. With yeah. them, so, and it's, is it on YouTube now? Brian Stevens, B R Y A N S T E P H E N S. Check out Brian Stevens' new record. He used to he used to work with me and for our organization, and it's fantastic. The video is pretty amazing. Yeah, great. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you know, we want to get into also because you know Charles is a Marine, but he's fairly, from what I can gather from, because he's one of my Facebook friends. Uh, seems pretty liberal. Is that fair to say? Oh, another liberal army guy. Um, I, it's a, I don't did, know. Did you vote, or you don't want to say? Did you vote for? I, I, I voted for Clinton, but it wasn't. Hillary. It wasn't because I, you know, loved her, her message. It was more so because I just didn't like Donald Trump. Well, what do you think about Donald Trump's uh, transgender ban in the military? I mean, I could argue it both ways. Um, for one, you know, the the the. the Point that I don't understand is just saying you could argue both ways makes you a conservative, by the way. But go ahead, <laughs> I'm serious. Go ahead. Um, you know, I don't understand what the drawback is if you have a, tr a trans. He, did, he didn't lay anything out. He just sort of said no. You know, they're banned. Um, and, and you know the. And they never actually filled out the paperwork to actually have them banned, by the way. I, I think he only tweeted it. He thought right. that tweet was going in the draft <laughs> yeah, folder. That, yeah, that was a, <laughs> I don't think he thought it was, he didn't know it, but he put <laughs> yeah, it out. That was a shitting tweet. <laughs> but but I know I know a lot of guys who on deployment, you know, they took steroids and you know, they didn't get kicked out because the, most people don't get tested for it because it's so it, it's a costly uh, test. test. Um, and that shrinks your balls, which is kind of similar. It's just well, a longer well, also, process of becoming Well, a woman. everyone was saying, oh, they're going to have to get all these hormone injections and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, there's guys who do steroids and no one bats an eye at that. And no matter how well you are, you know, cycling off or whatever, you're still going to have certain no, uh, manifest certain reactions. There's only one issue which would, to me, trump, forgive the word, uh, the... 
the egalitarian aspects of it, because I don't care if anybody's transgender or not, which is, are we likely to ever lose a human being because in some way the combat effectiveness or unity or whatever it is of a bunch, a troop, or what do you call it, a division or whatever it is, would, be, would have been better if not for the difficulties of somehow, whether they're psychological, bigotry, whatever it is, of having somebody transgender there. Would anybody, because if somebody would die because of that, then somebody has a right to say, well, now we're weighing the cost. Well, you would also I mean, could argue before the integration of black soldiers that white soldiers might not be comfortable serving with black soldiers. Yeah, I, and that I, would, I, I didn't say it was dispositive, but that's the only argument I would begin to listen to. I, I don't know, because, I mean, whether you're transgender or not transgender, um, you know, if you can't hack it, you know, people are going to lay into you. You know, if you're not good at your job, you're going to get fucked with. Uh, I've seen it. Um, you know, sometimes it, it goes a little overboard, but, um, you know, if you're doing your job right and not fucking up, you know, no one's really going to have an issue with you. I, 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 I would think it wouldn't matter. I mean, people forget after but, but a while. It doesn't the, matter to me. But a lot of the people in the Army, you know, I'm just wondering, the background some of them come from, they're not, you know, liberal New Yorkers necessarily. Would, would there be a lot of uh, prejudice against a, a transgendered person? I don't know, because not, I was not in... If she, not if he puts out. <laughs> While I was in, they repealed the yeah. Don't Ask, Don't Tell. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, there, I knew, I knew uh, you know, gay Marines, gay... gay uh, we also have, you know, some Navy people in our unit. Um, and they're all gay, right? <laughs> yeah, all, all the Navy's gay. Um, <laughs> and, and one of the corpsmen, he, he was gay, and he was, you That's know... That's the name of the episode. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was pretty, uh, pretty flam on the more flamboyant side, but, you know, no one, you know committed any atrocities against him. You know, he got along with everyone. No one, you know, beat, took him outside and beat the shit out of him. Were there uh, transgender soldiers in your uh, experience I, or whatever? That I don't know. But you'd know, you'd know. That's the thing. I don't really... It's not like the, MASH where what's-his-name dressed like a clinger. Yeah, when he was a, you know... The, the only point of contention I have is, you know, if, if they do go through the surgery, I don't, you know, I don't know if there's enough, and this is maybe my own ignorance, I don't know what the effects of that are, like, you know, specifically of, of getting going undergoing the actual uh, surgery process. You, you like, see each know. other naked, right? Yeah, yeah. So first day of boot camp. So you would know. First day of boot camp, I saw seventy new dicks. <laughs> so the idea that wow, they're you like counted? <laughs> yeah. Is that a vagina? <laughs> <laughs> I guess my whole thing would be like, listen, it's it's almost kinda like uh if it's football season and you want to take time off to do dancing with the stars, you don't take it you don't do that during the season. You wait until after the season. So if you're in active duty, I don't care who you want to, you know, like, it I, doesn't matter to me what you want to do. But if you commit to a certain period of time to do service, if the procedures get in the way of your active duty, then I could see maybe like a sergeant or something being like, well, you're kind of here to fight right now. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, if, right, you, I if mean, you're counting on 100 people I mean, and now you have 99... I, I, would make a, I would make another argument in favor of transgenders in the military that I haven't heard, although somebody probably said it, which is that leaving aside the, the justice for the transgender individual, I would imagine, Dan made me think of it, that when they integrated the military, Truman did that? I don't know. I think Truman integrated the military. That that actually had a very positive effect on society because mm -hmm. people then came home from the military and people who would have never had any experience with blacks or whatever it is all of a sudden they realized well, oh no we're all oh yeah no well, it's yeah, fantastic I mean, the, and the I think that for transgender too that would be like like it would be healthy for people in the military to be with gays be with transgender with all that stuff because then actually that will then begin to take root in society as at large and we want that yeah yeah. I mean and the nobody, military is the most diverse organization I, I'd say that we have I don't think anybody really has a right to tell anybody what to do as long as they're not hurting anybody, they should be free to do whatever they want. Is my opinion. But right. if you're, <laughs> what are you a liberal? Well, <laughs> apparently, I don't know what I am. Yeah, I don't know. I just like when people can do what they want without all the face painting and the, you know. How about prostitution? You you think that should be legal? Victimless crime. <laughs> I think if you. Uh, How about polygamy? Whatever. Cool. Uh, I don't know. How about abortion? Uh, I'm okay with it. I guess. Not victimless, but go ahead. <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> shit. No, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I, I'm on a, I'm on a case by case basis with pretty much most things. Yeah, I'm not I, a blanket. I'm I not a blanket. I believe in all this, all that. It's all on circumstantial situations. Charles, if, 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 if they did a referendum amongst military personnel, transgenders, stay or go, what do you think the result of that referendum would be? Thank you. No, every now and again, I get a good one in. I, I honestly, I, I don't know. Um, bad answer. Yeah. 
No, I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I, I don't know. I because I, I mean, I, I'm kind of a little far removed from it, so I don't know. I don't know what they because I'm not there right now, so I don't know like what the atmosphere right. of that. Jim Norton's on his list. Stop talking about transgender. <laughs> of what that? I'll tell you what I'm against right now is Natterman's feet. Oh, you, sorry, it, I swear to God, imagine I'm being mad. in a bunker with this guy. But I, um, I, I think it could go either way. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a, a an open and shut case one way or the other. It just I don't think so. I think because a lot of well, I'll sp- I'll speak for myself. Like you know, I'm just thinking there's a lot of people in the military that are very like, you know. Uh, Blue staters or red staters, rather, and and you know maybe religious and country uh, music fans, c- fans of country, whatever that I would think w- wouldn't be down with this sort of thing. But I mean, I know, I know, I can I can tell you that I know if it was up to if you know you, you had the referendum, a lot of guys don't want women in the infantry. I, I've noted, I know that. Uh, I'm I'm against women in the infantry. I will I will come out and say, I, mean, I can be persuaded. But okay, I, but I think this is what if she puts out. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I think back. I think this is um, uh, uh, just for the sake of doing it. I I don't believe that it it's it's I don't I, I th- all right. I'm I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> I'm a pretty small guy. <laughs> I can beat any woman in arm wrestle. I've I've been through this a million different times. Women are I mean maybe not some uh, some Russian uh, uh, female weightlifter, but in general they're 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 weaker. You don't see a lot of women firefighters, women policemen. I suppose if a woman could actually do the job just as well as a man, then I guess I'd be okay with it, but I think what they're going to end up doing is they're going to end up lowering the standards. That's where I'm going. I, I think they're going to, once they have one woman in there, they're going to say, why don't we have more? Oh, well, maybe this test is somehow not fair, and, and, it, and it, it never ends. And I don't see, now maybe this is sexist on my part, but I don't see it as like Blacks not being in the military, where when blacks were not in the military, the the the, the presumption of what you took from that was, you shouldn't have to be with blacks. They're below us. They're beneath us. That's that's not the case. I mean, they don't allow women in the NBA. No, no, it's it's not bigotry. Okay. You know, I, I don't know. What do you think about women? Uh, yeah, I mean, I go back and forth with it. Uh, you know, I you know, if 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 a, if a, a woman passed a test, you know, I, you know, they should put her in, but. Okay, but if, isn't there if, whole, if all resources that have to be spent for that? They have that to, that's true. Rooming them, uh, uh, accommodating Because like, you would have to, I mean, based on the standards right now, you would have to change. You'd have to adapt it somehow because yeah. they, they keep putting them in, you know, at least in, in, in the Marine, Marine Corps side, the infantry officer course, and, you know, they keep dropping. I, you know, there were a couple of women who I believe uh, passed Ranger School, uh, a couple of sol- female soldiers uh, who passed that. But, um, but I mean, but... You know, there's also men who drop out of that stuff too. So it's, right. you know, it, but look, it, it's a. Str- but the, they don't the, put the, women the, generally in combat situations, do they? I mean, no, that's what he's talking about. They're talking about doing that. Well, I mean, we also. Oh, I, I think women should be in the army. I'm just talking about combat. Well, they they also did these programs. Uh, we had a, what was called the FET, which is a female engagement team, where they were sort of attached, sort of attached to us, uh, and they would go out on patrol and and talk to people and stuff. Because I, mean, it, it is beneficial to have women with you because. You know, if you're checking people and there's a woman, obviously they'd feel more comfortable with a, with a, a female but soldier. How about the morale? Yeah. I, I if spoke, it's better for them, they should do it then. How about the morale of women? I mean, obviously devastating when, you're, when your male buddy is killed. But women start being getting killed in combat. As a society, is that not yeah, it's particularly a, you know, horrifying to, to send women into that situation as bad as it is? For men to be in that situation. What other countries? Do other countries have women it, it, in the? Isra- I, don't, I do not believe Israel has women uh, on the front line. I mean, a lot of a lot of wars becoming computerized, so I guess a lot of the things become obsolete. That's a good point. But I also think there's a yeah, difference. Yeah, the front line has kind of changed. If you could be, you know, sitting and hitting a hitting yeah. a mouse, I'm not saying you Listen, know. In the law, as Dan knows, there's strict scrutiny for anything racial or religious. Like like you have to really overcome a very high burden to ever have anything which separates people based on race or their religion. Mm. Sex is not that. We separate people based on sex all the time in our society. Of course. And and we don't think we do that because we hate women or anything like that. That's what, So that's why I'm not ready to jump into this thing about women in the infantry just for the sake of putting women in the infantry because I don't think it reflects any hatred. And I'll go a step further. I don't, and now this I know I'm, I'm a dinosaur in this, I don't really want to embrace the end of the kind of chivalrous notion of men and women. Like, I, 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 I do kind of want to treat women, protect them more than men. I do. I don't know. I don't know. 
How do you feel about that as a soldier? What specifically protecting? Just, I mean, but I guess if they want to yeah. fight, let them fight. Well, I that's mean, the thing. I, well, that's the thing. If, if you know, <laughs> if if you get, you know, the because anyone, most of these uh, these training things, you know, it's open to pretty much anyone. Like as long, you just submit a thing and and you go to the training. So if you get, you know, women who who pass, you know, sure integrate them in because. You know, they got to really pass. That's my only point. They right, have right. to be able to do it, it, everything yeah. a man can do. Because when shit goes down, you really need that strength. You need that stamina. Well, yeah, and that was another thing. You, you need know, the aggression. You know, you can you, you know, and it, it would be hard for me, too, because I'm not a big guy. But, like, you know, some of these guys are, you know. stick you right in a cannon and just send you right <laughs> over <Yeah>. there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you got some of these guys who are 200 pounds. That's and you, awesome. And if they fall, But only a man can shoot you out of the cannon, not a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, this conversation has me thinking about when, and this is just an analogy that, I mean, when I was in high school, we had a uh, girl try out for the football team. And we were a small school, and we didn't have cuts. Like, if you wanted to try out, you made it, and... If you played or not, combat was a different story. And everyone was like, we hear a, a girl's going to try out for the team. And some guys were like, you know, fuck this. This is, you know, it's a man's game, blah, blah, blah. She wanted to be a kicker. And I kind of thought about it. Like, at first I had the initial, like, no, nah, this is bullshit. Why should she be on the team? And then I thought, if she loves football, if she's an amazing kicker and she wants to play the sport, sure. Yeah, but if you're absolutely. doing it just to be, I'm a girl on the team, then we don't. I, okay, I, I, I have no interest. Here's the interesting question. So let's say we opened up the NBA to women. Good argument to say, listen, if a woman can hang there, are we going to open up the WNBA to men? Exactly. No, we never that's would. Very, that's right. very interesting. Because so, and that's where it falls apart. So mm -hmm. we all recognize there is something going on of here that we, that we think that we know is legit. Now, how that translates into the military uh, rules and, and policy and weigh that against the money that has to be spent to accommodate this, against the number of people who would actually want to go into combat yeah but but the important thing to me is that don't call it bigotry because i in my opinion this is not misogyny or something it's not a, whereas not wanting blacks in the military that's racist that's just stupid that's just racist. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but, I think right as long I, I feel like as long as you can do it and you want it look if you want it right. if you want to be in combat you're already tougher than me i want nothing to do with it and if you if you could do it god bless you yeah, and if you could pass the test i don't care man woman black white whatever Go do it. Uh, yeah, and I mean to be as fair, there's also there's also a lot of women who don't want to do it. You know, they they just don't have an interest in it in uh, going to combat. Um, you want to know what this guy? I'll tell you what I'm most jealous about. <laughs> he put in for one of those uh, New York affordable apartment lotteries, and he landed not one but two apartments. So this guy's got what was it? The what's it called? The the, is that what is affordable housing apartments? Yeah, it's a New York City housing lottery. So like Mitchell Lama or something? or is that Housing that? lottery. So he puts in for it, and you, t you ended up with like a, a, a never-lived-in studio apartment for like 800 bucks a month in the Upper West Side? Yeah, yeah. I'm Son up uh, Morning, Morningside Heights up by Columbia University where I go, so a uh, couple blocks away from campus. I'm so opposed to that. The cheap apartments? Yeah, because I didn't get one. I am too. He got two. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, I, you know, obviously. Why should an able-bodied white guy be able to get an apartment on the dole? I mean, good. Good. For, I'm not saying. I'm not saying move out. I'm. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> what a piece of shit. No, no. It's, it's like no. Don't. I'm not thinking. What kind of asshole? Not this, you. No, this happens a lot. Like, uh, I think taxes should be raised. Well, why don't you just write a check for more taxes? Well, no. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna personally. That's mean. It's a meaningless gesture. I'm not saying you should move out of your apartment. You can, but I'm saying. Good, I'm not. I mean. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But but you can at the same time recognize like, yeah, this is like this is awesome for me. But why are we doing this? I mean, I don't know. Why are you? Well, I think the initial argument was to just have a more diverse, interesting city with not just rich Wall Street people, but teachers, artists, and, and stuff. artists yeah. and so forth. I think that was. May or may not have been the initial reason for it. I, I correct me I'm if I'm wrong, sure, but you but have to continue to show that you're like working on your kind of craft or whatever, oh, right? Stand up and comedy you, qualifies you for this. <laughs> I think you have to go play. If you play acoustic guitar, you have to go. Yes, no, I'm, I, right. Like you have to prove that you like make a, less than a certain amount. No, it, or well, is that to initially that's just, get that's it? Just initially get it. Like oh. I can, yeah, you can. After you get it, you can make you know whatever. They can't kick you All out. All this stuff is. I think Attell was in one of those apartments. I'm, that's what I heard. Did you read where they were giving everybody cell phones and it was it was a whole debacle yeah, with that? It's like it's like 
They're trying to do good. This is the problem with governments. You know, they, they get into office and they got to do something. Yeah. And they got a lot of money coming in. If they don't spend it, then they can't rationalize keeping. So, so what can we do? Hey, I got let's let's have apartments for people playing acoustic guitar. We need more. We need more musicians. <laughs> and it's like it's like it's like, and then after they do that, they will still. Then that's it. They don't. Like I said, it's not like I say. Okay, we've we've accomplished all. We're good here. Let's all go home. No, there'll be some other new cause. Even more ridiculous, you know. Yeah, but I feel, I mean, ap- apartment, pr- or, you know, rent prices in the city are insane, though. That's you called know. Uh, re- free market. No, I know, and I, I get no, you. everybody but, has a right to live on Madison Avenue. No, no, but what I'm saying Arsley. is, you know, but what are you going to be left with? Just It is pretty ridiculous. The past six months I've been looking, I finally got a new place, and I'm, I moved to a store. Especially so a place like, I, listen, like no, New York the City, shit I, I looked thought, at. Uh, it was it was sickening. I, I had realtors say, if there's no bathroom sink, is that a deal breaker? And it was like two thousand oh, dollars a month I for a studio. A, I live in an apartment with no bathroom sink. You do? I no, I don't now, but I did. Uh, live in an apartment with no bathroom sink, and no, it was a, we were two of us in the apartment, and it was two bedrooms, but there were no doors. It was just like a, a curtain. It was horrifying. You could hear everything. I mean, like sex included. Uh, every every grind, every <laughs> every bump. Thankfully. <laughs> Neither of us got laid a whole lot. <laughs> but, uh, so what, you had one night of your roommate had a... But I remember just like hearing... Your roommate woke up for four traumatic. minutes. Traumatic. I remember hearing hearing sex sounds. Oh, God. Very, Poor very you. vividly. New neighborhoods like Williamsburg uh, sprout up in reaction to these things. Look at Harlem. I mean, it's funny because Harlem has, has become all gentrified. Gentrification is exactly the, the, the result of this kind of thing. People are people decrying that. But you, know, you, you, you can't... You, you have a, a, a few people elected, and they know nothing about anything. I mean, I've met so many politicians and, and journalists in Alaska, but they don't know anything about anything. And they are going to decree, like, how to organize society and, what, and, and what, how much people should spend. It's, it's so, um, it's such hubris and, and so arrogant. Capitalism is a little bit harsh, and things take a while to work themselves out in the wash. But it's nothing compared to the harshness of when some some dumb politicians start having that kind of control over, over the future. They get it wrong. Look at the, even even the bike lanes in, in New York now. I don't know. That's not quite the same thing. But <laughs> I am so nervous about hitting somebody uh, by making a left-hand turn. I now. hate bike. I hate cyclists in the city. I can't stand well, them. Well, I'm a city, bi- I'm and a city bike member, so you'll watch, your, you'll watch what <laughs> you say. Oh, no, but this is exactly what uh, I like, But it's just this, Mayor like, Bloomberg. pompous. Look, I'm in a, I'm in a two-ton steel machine. You still got to pay a little bit of a tent. Don't ring your stupid fucking bell at me. Like, this is a... <laughs> yeah. I'll hit you. Well, the truth is, the city bike program, I believe, has had so far, and I want to knock on wood, in the three or so years, have had zero fatalities, at least as far as I know. I'm blown away because it, you see amazing. these people visit... They, you see people visit New York that haven't ridden a bike in their stupid New Hampshire town for a year, and they get on and they're well, you know what? Oftentimes, riding around like dipshits. Oftentimes, the, those people are the safest because it's the it's the it's the experienced bicyclists that are weaving in and out of traffic. Yeah, they that, suck. That and delivery are, guys that are quite skilled, but yet they take more risks. So oftentimes, it's the the begin. They, you know, in, in aviation. Uh, the most dangerous pilots are not the, the new pilots who don't take risks and have very little confidence. They're pilots that have, say, 200 hours, whatever the number is. They have a little bit of confidence and a little bit of swagger and start taking more risks. Okay. So, I'm kind of uh, grossed I, out I, by I city think, bikes. I think yeah. that the first fatality was June 12, oh, 2000, June 12, 2017. So it's, it's very, right. relatively, it's relatively recent. Relatively new. And it's only one. I bet it was a drunk brunch, too many mimosas and... <laughs> Ugh, no, I hate but, it. But, but all the just the city, like maybe the city. Like, I, I'm always tempering because I don't really know. Maybe the bikes will be a good thing. What's but wrong I, with bikes? Blo- but Bloomberg, no. I'm, but the the way they've they've they snarl traffic now and they close. No, it's, I've it's, actually read that traffic a, moves more fluidly with the bike lanes. I'm not sure why, but there's there, there, there is. I would never ride a bike. I've been reading the traffic as much. Also. I don't know if it's because of the bikes. I just know even if it's a good mayor, Bloomberg takes. And he was a good mayor, mm-hmm. and he looks out over his dom- dominion and says. What can I do? I, I have an idea. But I think we need bike lanes. Oh, maybe we should have a pedestrian. Like it's just because you got to do something, right? Right. He puts yeah, too many meters up. But those, those are, but those are yeah. good things. Yeah. And maybe he maybe also those put are up a things. lot of car meters though too. Bloomberg. Car, well, that's like, good. Like, that, no, it's not because I drive a car and I, you know. Me too. No, but there was no parking in a lot. They, what they did was they converted a lot of places that you couldn't park ever to these muni meters, which actually opened up parking. I think maybe I'm wrong. Seemed to me parking that, sucks. Like right here on Thursday, you never used to be able to. 
or somewhere around here. You never used to be able to park, and now you're able to park. But is, what, what time? I'm just going to check the time. There's just 700 signs on every on every post too, which is I parked in a commercial zone outside Sirius XM, and I, I didn't realize I looked at the sign six hour parking from six to twelve. And then underneath it was like a little asterisk thing, like, oh, commercial zone on this day, this day, from this to that, $115 ticket. I was there for about a half hour. They oh, also okay. change the uh, the rates depending on where you are, you know, for the meter itself. Yeah. If you're Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, you know, upper Manhattan. You well, know. I like the idea that Bloomer could propose we're charging uh, during the day money to get into the city. Why do you like that idea? I like that idea because if, if you're going to use a resource... As you as a capitalist, I would think would be down with this. Streets are a valuable resource. Mm. If you're going to use a valuable resource, Wait. you should pay for a valuable resource. What do you we mean? Do. So like if you, if you like get off the train at Grand Central from, you take Metro North in, you have to pay a, a visitor's No, no, if you drive. In, no, no, Bloomberg wanted to have it such that if you drove in Manhattan below, I think it was 125th Street, during the day, you'd have to, it, would, it would be a certain fee. No, I'm dead set against that. And Is that it? way, people that really, really, really need to use the streets can use the streets for money, and everybody else can take public transportation. Yeah. And this who, way, who, who it's who just wants... like when the airline started charging for exit rows. Those of us who really want an exit row will pay for it. Yeah, but if and you get can't the get a free exit, exit row, you don't deserve it. The truth it. is, we don't have the product. Okay. You There's know a what? product that we don't have in this city, and that product is being able to drive fluidly. Okay, that now, product does not exist. You actually, I want that product. You hit on a much better example than my, my bike lanes thing. This is what it is. This was typical Bloomberg. He never worked a day in his life. Like he doesn't know what it's like to be a plumber. Bloomberg's never worked a day in his life. Uh, the way the way middle class people work, the pe people who work for me, or a plumber, or an air conditioner, the people who drive whatever it is, he gets driven everywhere. He he he's gonna decree now that that like I couldn't give a shit what the tolls are. I make enough money. It, it, I I don't I don't even I don't even go three minutes out of my way to, to save the toll. You know, but but people making you know middle class wages. Every dollar matters to them. Yep. So now you're gonna and and he so now you're gonna say okay we're gonna charge you to come to work now and charge you and that's no problem because if because if, if no problem then you can take public transportation. Well maybe you don't want to fucking take public transportation. Maybe you want to be able to have a nice lifestyle. We're in your car, comfortable. Go to work, be able to make a few stops, not have to go out in the cold to the train station, wait for the train. Like, like this is this is kind of like he doesn't care. No, no, we we this is the and this is what I'm saying where they just get so fucking arrogant about it. He doesn't. There's too many people. That's but, the yeah. problem. No, but but it but it 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 works itself out in the end. I, feel, I, I think I you're feel writing like off in your taxes though, all the tolls if you drive in. What's that? I think you'd write that off in your taxes, though, can't you? No, I can't write it off. Those what? people what? that what? really, what? really, really want to no, Yeah. I do. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if it's for work. Train tickets, subway tickets, you name it. You Anything that you can... You can't write off your... You can't write off your... No, you your, can't write off commuting. You, you can't write off no? commuting. No. It depends what comic, you do. Of course, you can write off when you have to get to a gig, but you can't write off commuting. Can't write off commuting. And, uh, and, hmm. and it's just... just we just need a vacant and non-vacant uh, sign we, on where the I just want to make sure we get... Mikey's plug-in because we're it's we're oh, yeah, getting thanks. toward the end of the hour, and I know Mikey wanted to plug something. I'm going to be headlining Comedy Works in Denver, was, uh, the Downtown Club, September 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. I was just in Denver opening for Howie Mandel, as I mentioned, a listener of this show. A beautiful city. Love it. I used to live there, and I'm excited to go back. Beautiful club. So uh, I don't do clubs anymore, generally speaking, uh, because I just can't take it anymore. Okay. I've well, hit the thanks. end. I've hit the wall. Thank uh, and luckily, I've been getting one-night corporate gigs uh, so that, uh, like the opening for Howie gig. Cool. Well, thanks uh, for pissing on my fireworks. But uh, <laughs> I do clubs, and no, I'm going to be at the Comedy is, Works in Denver. Is, is, so you can go to ComedyWorks.com and lucky, buy tickets. You're lucky that you can Dan do clubs. Dan that's what he does. <laughs> you're lucky that you can do clubs. Uh, pissing on you, I'm admiring I'm joking. You. Yeah. I'm joking. You're lucky that it you was, can do them. I thought this was a comedy show. Relax. <laughs> we were kidding. Everything I, I was a joke. I literally can no longer I, I do them psychologically anymore. So Why? you're... I just can't. You I have can't, PTSD. I, I, I have PTSD. I don't know what it is. You know is. what else irked me? The seatbelt law. Wait a minute. Now, how do we go from... How do we go what, from... You irked me more babies. Get rid of them. I like the seatbelt law. Why I, do you like the seatbelt law? It's just another excuse for a cop to look at you and find a way to pull you over. I don't like the seatbelt beeper because in the car. Because I, I do think it saves lives. Now, you might argue... So what if it saves lives? So let's, 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 let, I have an idea. Let's outlaw motorcycles. Let's... let's it's reduce, a cost benefit. Let's reduce the, high, the, high, the highway speed limit to 45 miles an hour. I mean, there's so many things we can do to save lives. I, by the way, I've never driven from from I've never driven one block without wearing my seatbelt ever cost, in my life. It's a ever. cost. It's a cost benefit. Uh, putting on a seatbelt, saying making uh, motorcycles illegal, it would be a tremendous, tremendous uh, negative for those who what love the who love do? to ride motorcycles. Yeah. But putting oh, on a seatbelt, 
is very, very easy. And I think if you look on balance at the cost-benefit, you'd probably... Let me tell you what it really does. Be it gives the cops another yeah. excuse to pull over black people and give them a hard time. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually no, serious. True. I'm it's, actually serious. I'll tell you what pisses me off is pants. <laughs> Enough with the pants. <laughs> Enough! You're talking about black people pants? No! <laughs> Just straight up pants. Oh, okay. Honestly, I, I bet you that black people would be against the seatbelt. I fucking got me on the... It's like, well, yeah, I mean... Uh, well, African-Americans suffer from traffic accident fatalities. Look, if you want to... More so than white I would over, think that this is actually probably helping that community. It, it doesn't matter. If, you, if, if they want to pull you over, they're going to find a, a, a reason to pull you over. Anyway, Whether it's... Comedy works in Denver... <laughs> well, yeah. I just want to reiterate that because we were accused of not sufficiently. Ryan Hamilton was here, and we were accused of not sufficiently um, plugging his his hour special. Uh, so I just want to make sure we don't watch make the Ryan same, Hamilton's fantastic hours. We can plug it now. Right after you go to Comedy Works, Works downtown, <laughs> they have do two both. clubs. You can do go both. to ComedyWorks.com. Ryan Hamilton will be in Paris. Also, I read online. Yeah, with uh, I guess Gads. And uh, I have yeah. to say, what the fuck. Yeah, you don't do pair. You don't do continents anymore. I heard it's no, no, no. you just do one nighters. Why was Howie. I not invited to Paris? <laughs> I, I hate to. I mean, it just seemed weird to me that I wouldn't be the obvious person. Because maybe Paris, maybe Paris is looking at clubs. Maybe that's where they're scouting. <laughs> I, I think I, Paris has has people. Has I think you're high works. maintenance. I think people just love Ryan Hamilton, and rightly so. He is delightful, and I have to face facts. He's. More, a better human being than I am and more likable. And I guess oh, I just have to face that's your own it. ego getting into your head. You're a pretty great I person. I have to face facts that people love Ryan Hamilton in a way they'll never love me. Hey, we had a dinner that time. That's right. And how yeah. delightful was Ryan? He was a very nice guy. And if I dropped dead at that dinner, you wouldn't have cared. <laughs> hey, I drove you home. Semper Fi to you, my friend. I don't know if I'm authorized to say that. Can I as a civilian or is um, that outrageous? Yeah, you can. Before we end, can I please ask the whole thank you for your service thing? Do we have to keep saying that shit? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I want to hear about the firefight that you were in. The firefight? Which one? Well, whatever, Whoa. whatever, whatever. Quit bragging. What, what, yeah, I know. Okay, let's be, I, I let's be honest I don't want to activate here. his post-traumatic disorder. Certainly if he's willing to talk about that's it. That's why I waited to the end. But here's, here's my question. First <laughs> of all, get him let, out of here. let's be honest. What are the racist terms that you guys use to describe the enemy when shit was going down? Come on now. Don't, oh, come yeah. on. Come on. Who is there, uh... Like goat fucker, I think was one. <laughs> nice. Take it easy. I was kidding. <laughs> Get him. It's a matter so of this. See, where should I start? <laughs> goat fucker. Uh, so, so let me so, so let me ask you a question. Let's say let's say later on in your career, you're mm -hmm. a congressman, and it comes out somebody reports he called these Arabs. No, go, go well, on. I didn't call it. Well, let's say let's say you did. I, I heard it. Let's let's say your friend did. Yeah. Would you think it was reasonable to to judge that person for saying goat fucker uh, if they if they had yeah, said that in combat? Nobody would say that in combat. I'm asking him what he thinks. Nobody would judge that. Oh, really? Mean, you don't think you don't think, you don't think, you don't think if, if he was using uh, the N word in combat uh, that uh, somebody would hold that over? And I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm, I'm I'm asking what you think about that. In other words, what is is it ever is it ever excusable? Like because, for instance, people like used in to call the heat him, of the moment, but they used to call them Japs. They used to call them Japs. People, my father, they would say Japs. Yeah. At that yeah. time, and then we look back on it now, like how could they call them Japs? But I'm saying, no, well, we don't look at it don't, like that. Nobody looks on yes, it. Yes, like they that. do. We Dan. look on it as the they Japs were in combat. Do. We look on at it as they were in combat. Nobody. Can you let judging. him answer? Do you really have to intercept? Him? Is it impossible <laughs> to let the fucking guy answer? As you have to answer for him. You know, I'm answering for the civilians that you say are judging, and I'm a civilian. And no Can civilian. Can we on the Jews? No, <laughs> no civilian judges a soldier for using disparaging remarks about the enemy. What do you think? When you heard them saying "goat fucker," did it bother you? And who's to Not say really, "goat fucker" really. is pejorative necessarily, <laughs> if if it's consensual? Uh, <laughs> if, if you don't like I mean, it, why do they get so wet? I mean, I'm sure they have. I'm a, sure they have names a, for us too. It's a tell you know? joke. Of course they have yeah, names. Yeah, for you. Know, fat chick fuckers. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, hey, what, what, white white. White privilege? Let's say you're... <laughs> is that their name for, for Americans? <laughs> we got a bunch of targets. Wait, I want to hear some more of the names. I want to hear some of the goat fuckers. What else? Uh, I, goat fuckers. Uh, I, I heard uh, this one, a uh, uh, dune coon. Oh, that's... See, now, now there you go. there's a better yeah. example, because that's... Coon has a double meaning. So, so that's, that's not all that's, right. That's no, not a, well, no, not a fan right. of that. But were there not... Were there and not, dune was a pretty good movie. Were there not people from desert climates... In the army on the American side. 
that might, or somebody maybe from the Hamptons where they have dunes. <laughs> Did right. you have any Muslims say, fighting with you? Oh, go ahead. If you, oh, yeah. right yeah. now, you're in high school, okay, it's 2017. Yeah, you're from Suffolk County, they got the dunes there. If you're, you're in high school now, would you join the Marines right now? No, Trump's no. president, you are, oh, I got to pay for college, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because. Would you do it? Uh, yeah, because I didn't, like, I didn't. You know, enlist solely because Barack Obama was president at the time. It, it had no like. It, no, I'm not like, saying like, that, but I'm also not going to get on a bus with a guy with no eyes driving. You know what I mean? Not that that's true. Right. President is a guy with no eyes. I'm not a fan, but I want to know <laughs> what your thoughts are on. Would you join if you weren't to? Uh, let's say you were totally against. I don't know what you're. Yeah. You know. No, I mean, I I, I would have. It, it wouldn't have, uh, you know, discouraged me too. I, I still would have. Wow. Because, you know, I had to look out for my own, you know. For the own. other country's army? Or for, <laughs> yeah, for, hey, trying to get, well, I had to look out for my own interests. Yeah. And you got it, right? Yeah. You, I got, mean, it, uh, you, got, you got your college so, money. So, uh, well, I'm in, I'm in my senior year. So, so can you tell us about what, what, or is it too painful to talk about? Oh, no. I mean. Um, what, college? Okay. You're, you're <laughs> college. No, well, words, yeah. I mean, Chloe is wrong. So, let me, let me, well, so you're, you're, is it something where you're sleeping in your barracks and all, of a sudden, and all of a sudden you have to get out of it and go fight? Or is it something where it's scheduled? kind of work your way up to it and you know you're going to go fight. Well, I mean, you know, you, uh, the base I was on, uh, you know, we got attacked a couple, you know, a couple times, uh, you know, just on, being on the base. Uh, but then most of it's when you go out on patrol. Oh, God. Um, you know, go out on patrol, you're talking to people. Because uh, you go out, you, you talk to people, see what they need. You know, what, what's going on in their area, how they're doing. And then usually what happens is someone will see that you're patrolling, so they'll go run... And tell whoever, like, hey, you know, Americans are out, you know, and then they'll get their weapons, whatever. They'll go, uh, you know, in a tree line or whatever and just uh, start shooting. It's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. No wonder. I mean, how do you not have PTSD from that? You were ever uh, hit hit with a bullet? Not a bullet, no. Yeah. What were you hit with? Shrapnel? Well, uh, my, first, <laughs> my first firefight, because uh, we also, uh, at the time, we had uh, Afghan soldiers uh, patrolling with us, you know, it was... They called them uh, partnered patrols. Benedict Arnold's. Yeah. <laughs> they called them Dune friends. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Dune dudes. The one guy had a, a, an RPG, dudes. which is a rocket-propelled grenade. And we start, you know, we get in a firefight. It was my first one. You know, I'm on a berm. I'm just, you know, use, you know shooting with my rifle. And uh, this Afghan soldier has the, has the uh, rocket-propelled grenade. He comes up next to me. I didn't see him. He shoots the rocket off. And there's a, uh, a backblast area on the rocket because it's, it's this huge projectile. So all this smoke and, and stuff comes out and fire comes out of the back. And uh, he shot it next to my head. I got hit with uh, what they call the backblast. Uh, you know, it was about six it was inches. friendly fire. Yeah, friendly backblast. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was an incident. He, you know, he, he wasn't careful enough. No, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, got knocked out. Knocked uh, out? You, I had a concussion. And, did you get up again? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, eventually. Yeah. Do you uh, do you know if you have any confirmed uh, kills? I doubt sensitive it. Sensitive question. Very sensitive. Well, question. what the hell? We're here. Well, I'm not saying it's a we're bad pals, thing. right? <laughs> yeah, no, you, I, I, you I don't. You shot like stuff, and and maybe it hit somebody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, were, yeah, I don't think I did, but you know, they put blanks in your gun. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> They gave me, no, they gave me a rape whistle. That's what I had oh. out there. <laughs> well, anyway, listen, I I I cannot uh, admire anybody who. Uh, takes his education so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting, a, he's getting a creative writing degree with it. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. That would go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, we Jews think we take education seriously. No. We have online classes now. <laughs> it's Red State Community America. college, you're doing wonders. <laughs> oh, man. Right, anything else? Uh, we don't. Well, it is always humbling to be in the presence of a soldier reminding us that we are... Less than real men, but we thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, dude. Thanks for Glad you're safe. Oh, I'll tell you, you, you know, like in this war, like in a real, like in a, like in World War II, you just had to go because you would have felt like such a piece of shit if you didn't go. Like this war, the Gulf War and Gulf War II and Desert Storm. What, what was the name of this operation in Afghanistan? Operation Enduring Freedom. Enduring that you could get away with. <laughs> with I love enduring the names. Yeah, really. <laughs> Seriously, it's turning into like a that, show on. The learning that, channel. That you could get away with like, not going. I don't meet a lot of veterans, so I don't feel too horrible about myself. But I can see how, like, in World War II, you just had no choice. Because if everybody, 
like Charles is just one dude and he's the only one I know. If everybody around me was a combat veteran and I wasn't, that I couldn't handle that. You'd go. You'd be I, a cook. I have no choice because otherwise you're you're a fucking pussy. The whole, yeah, I mean, something. It's something else for, for a guy. And Dan knows this is true. We also kind of know that. Then they're not going to put me on the front. Like I'm nah. too fucking wimpy and I'm going to be. You know. Well, in World War II, they I'm might have. Be I, a pencil I had, somewhere. Uh, I had LASIK done, so I can't go. I'm out. I in, fold. In, I'm done. In so World smart. War II, they That's why might. I got have. It. My I was kids are getting years LASIK, old. Get it now, <laughs> so, like, just in my case. Kids are getting LASIK. It yeah, wore off. It's it was it. I had good eyes for 11 years, and now they're worse than they were before. You can go in with LASIK. No, I, I'm sticking to my story. <laughs> <laughs> Operation LASIK. Well, unfortunately, you can't use homosexuality as an excuse anymore. So uh, Dan's so, out. No, but it would be that's because that's the easiest one. Like you go to the recruiter and say, "Hey, <laughs> Dan, we don't, we don't." Bruce Springsteen. I read his biography. He got out because he just him and his friends all knew for some reason that the Newark recruiting office, like he got drafted, Bruce Springsteen, and this is in his autobiography. And they, for some reason, they knew that the Newark office was like very. They they rejected a lot of people. That, it was, they had that reputation. So they stayed up all night, like for three days, and they were smelly, and and they, they weren't taken for that. Like, um, would you, on the whole, prefer that the President of the United States had served in the military? Um, I mean, I don't really care, but I think You it don't helps. really care? No. Uh, I do. I Commander do in Chief I mean, is I, his and, title, and, and, and that's something that you got to have a little bit of knowledge about. Well, that's why they have the Secretary of Defense. You know, yeah, but what if you served in Sherrod's Twitter army? And if you're not familiar with that, Sherrod's Twitter army. You have to imagine that somebody like John F. Kennedy, having been in, in combat or whatever he was in, you know, just he, he understands there is something about being in something that allows you to understand things in a way. Can I give an example? And I, I had a, and this will be the last thing I'll say, and then you guys. I had a, a, a thought, it was actually about race relations, but it started somewhere else, where I was listening. Did I tell you this already? The, 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 the child that died in that country in, in the hurricane that I ne- never heard. It's, not, it, what, what, it's like a little island country. It's not Bermuda. Bar- but Barbuda? Barbados? Barbuda? Barbuda? Are there Barbuda? Barbuda, or? Barbuda. I never, I'd never right. heard of it. Anyway, they okay. had a, on the news, a mom lost her child in the, uh, the hurricane surge. And she's talking about it. And, and now I have three kids. And I was like stricken. with. I could barely listen to this. It was affecting me so viscerally. And I thought... You know, before I had children, of course, the story would have upset me. You know, I'm human. Yeah. But not the way it does. Like, I didn't really understand. I could never understand it the way I do now. I, I can really imagine what she's going through in a way I never could. And then I said, well, so maybe that's the way it is about being another color as well. Both ways. Like, no matter, no matter what, I, I can understand it's wrong racism, bigotry. I can, like, I kind of understand that. But I can't really, really, really understand it. And I think all, like, what does it mean to be in war? All these things. Like, it's, it's always best to have somebody making these decisions right. whenever possible, I think, who really, really does understand. It's not just theory to them or, or a mental exercise in trying to put themselves in someone else's shoes. They've actually been in someone else's shoes. Yeah, but just because you went to war doesn't mean you were effective, though. That's the, that's the, the point that I would argue is just because you served doesn't mean, you know, no, you know the hell you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take that. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, dumb dumb. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Well, but I'm not voting for you when you run. <laughs> I agree. I think that it's more because because you're not going to do that. Um, you're not going to make that like knee jerk reaction. You're going to maybe think about it and say because you can learn from your mistakes as well. well so I maybe being that, a bad soldier yeah, makes you those I who guess. can't. Do it. John, John McCain, who has been through the worst of it, is still kind of a hawk. Like he's not. He, so so yeah. I'm not sure. I guess actually, uh, Thomas Jefferson should never have been president. Why? As he was never in the, in the military. What about? Uh, I mean, even uh, John Kerry would he have been a good president? You know, I don't know. In, you know, in, in two thousand four when no, he. No, I, I I don't think it's it's enough. But I'm thinking. Yeah. If, uh, I would prefer it if they did. No, I would not vote for John Kerry under under any circumstances. So Bill Murray would make a great president <laughs> because he played. <laughs> he played him in a movie. That's right. Also, there's just a credibility, like like when Trump didn't serve and the bones were, and Bill Clinton too. You know, right. also was a draft dodger essentially. You know. And now they're sending kids to, to die. It is troubling. Well, we're only, and, and this conversation is going to be null and void in a couple years anyway, because it's not like in the past there was drafts and there was whatever. And there was kind of like you either were, you went, you went to work for your parents' shop or you got a trade or you were a doctor or you went to the war. Or you inherited a comedy club. Or I, you inherited a comedy club. I do club. have to make a correction. Yeah. Uh, you'll forgive me, City but I, I, I mentioned that African-Americans had higher rates of traffic fatalities at, Turns out not to be true, according to my research. Uh, black, white, uh, 
rather white, African, and Hispanic American populations were very similar. Asians had a much lower fatality rate, contrary to the stereotype, but Native Americans were more than twice the national average. <laughs> DWI. And, uh, so in any case, I did want to make that correction. Not that anybody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I do like to uh, set the record clear. But you know those things can always be deceiving because it, it would not sh shock me. Like, it could be because Asians drive safer cars yeah, and also or live you, in safer neighborhoods. You're just, you're just, you're just believing the internet, yeah. which is it's another thing that I think is just my Asians. That's so not true. My cursory research, I will... <laughs> yes, that is true, I'm and uh, I will research it more uh, when I get <laughs> home. It's <laughs> Asianopedia.com. <laughs> uh, we're not going to Bruce Springsteen. I know we talked about it, but the prices of these tickets I'll are... I'll get the tickets. I'll, I'll, I'll no, do you see how much these tickets how much, are? How much? I mean, they're on they're on the aftermarket now for like three to $4,000 a ticket. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. No, there's no... I wouldn't even be able to enjoy myself. If you said, here, let's go, for I would not be able to... For the front row... I'll spend five hundred dollars a ticket. I would spend five hundred for a front row ticket. No, uh, I'll spend five hundred for for a good, yeah, okay, good perimeter ticket. We'll look. Yeah, I would like to be in the front row for five hundred. I don't know if I was invited or not. Did um, you have troops come entertain you when you were out? Yeah, we had a couple comedians come. Who? Anybody funny? Uh, who do we have? Uh, Sarah Tiana. Was oh one yeah, of, I know Sarah. Uh, there were uh, Jody Miller. I think there was another one, but I forget her name. I didn't do I, Afghanistan. I, I was told that was more interesting. I did Iraq. I was told Afghanistan was more uh, interesting amongst those who, who did uh, a V8, uh, what's it called? A, the uh, USO? USO tours and those sorts of shows, that it was a little more rugged to be in Afghanistan. Uh, uh, we're out of time, by the way. But uh, so many questions. We can go a few minutes, uh, no, a little point. bit beyond. Yeah. But uh, so, uh, you know... Uh, uh, have access that might to have been the more interesting. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Were you able to, you know, partake of the the dark side of the internet? If you you know, like go hit a dune and no, relieve no. yourself. No, not because all the the government computers had a, uh, you know, they were all. So you're all just backed up, pent up. No, I mean you usually, just had to use your imagination. No, no, because usually people bring their laptops and they have like the. Like, what's the matter with you? You know, people masturbated for thousands of years yeah. before they had well, porn. They, they <laughs> have, have you tried without it? Recently, it's impossible. I have my wife. I don't need external porn. hard drives. Wow. They would put uh, they would put the, the porn on the external hard drives. The truth is, oh, that, oh, wow, yeah. yeah I've read that soldiers don't masturbate as much as you would think. They're under tremendous amounts of stress mm -hmm. and fatigue. And uh, this is not conducive well, what about to masturbation. What I kind was of there privacy? For, it is kind of like marriage. I was there for a week <laughs> and only did it once. Once we got back to Arif John, uh, the base in Kuwait. Well, then, Dan, let me say thank you for your service. <laughs> 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 On that note. No thanks necessary. It was an honor and a privilege. <laughs> All right. Is, okay. that, is that the case? Just one quick question. Is that the case that masturbation goes down in a military, in, in theater? I, I don't. I mean, and not in a point. They did it for you. I, the first month, I didn't. The first, you made it a month. Did you? Yeah. Had, you made up for it the next month, or? Yeah, like, the, you know, then I, I started doing it. I mean, you gotta, you know. Any confirmed kills? <laughs> How I, mean, you doing? I, 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 well, I got walked on in on a few times. Which, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, eventually, I just got desensitized to that, though. I didn't really care. Were there just? It, it was just happening willy nilly around you. No, I mean, it, it didn't happen every day, but you know, there were a couple times it happened. I was like, whatever, I don't care. What, I mean, is it seeing somebody masturbate? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like walking in or, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like summer camp. Uh, yeah, eventually. I mean, boot <laughs> what camp. What kind of summer camp did you go to? Boot camp, I didn't at all. No. No. no that's, yeah. They say they have higher testosterone in the military. I've heard that. Like, well, but again, you're in a very stressful situation. You're in. I mean, this is not like conducive necessarily. I feel like that's when you should. I, right. I do it as a stress reliever. Well, there's stress and then there's stress. You don't, and I don't know, you don't know the life. You don't know the uh, war combat I'm fighting. stress. Uh, well, I can't speak to it, but I know that when I'm in very stressed out situations, not just normal stress, but exceeding stress, <laughs> uh, that masturbation goes out the window. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't always enter my mind. Like especially, and if you're in combat, obviously, you're not going to stop, put the gun down in order to pick up the other gun. Yeah. The love gun, as Kiss called it. But uh, I guess then in Mash they were banging each other left and right. I know they were that. they weren't in combat. <laughs> All right, uh, but in any case, um, once again I say Semper Fi to you. Oh, thank you. You Mr. authorized Nelly. me what to say that. What does that mean? It's, sure. uh, it's uh, Semper Fidelis. It's uh, always faithful. Always That's the uh, Marine Corps motto. No, I knew that. I, no, I oh. never knew what it meant. Uh, All right. Me neither. 
And uh, once again, very humbling. Always humbling to uh, to have Charles Wojcik. You know, you know what bugs me about the military? I will tell you this. Wait a minute. About to sign up. <laughs> I, I get I get emails all the time by somebody who was in the military who uses it as an excuse to ask for no cover. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then you got to say sorry, but thank you for your service. <laughs> No, and sometimes I sometimes I'll even well, I should say on the radio. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> like if they have a good story, I'm like, all right, you know. Let it, let, but like, or they can't get it. But it's just like it's like, what? What really? Is that really? I wouldn't. Wouldn't the military dis- disapprove of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I I never really. Do you do you get any like? I don't I don't look for it. Coupons I don't, or? I mean, getting no. pussy with it, I understand. Yeah. I mean, I would do that too, but they shouldn't be asking for somebody. No, I, I never really. Look for the discounts or whatever. I was like, whatever. I, don't, I used to talk about my military experience all the time. To get <laughs> it works. It yeah. works. It works. All right. Anything else? I think that's about it. Uh, who do we have next week, Stephen? I Calibre? think there should be a draft, by the way, but that's a whole other show. Well, of course, we could talk all day long about that's military. The that's the answer to our mili- to our social fabric problem and our immigration problem and all the problems we have in America is to draft everybody, give them two years of national service, throw them all in there together, let them get to know each other. Uh, let them uh, spend some time working for the United States of America, loving their country. I think that would do the country a world of good. Next week we have Rebecca Traister. I'm not sure who that is. And she wrote the book All the Single Ladies, all the single Unmarried ladies, Women, all... and The Rise of uh, My Eyesight uh, the is not what it used to be. Nation. Of an Independent, of an independent nation. nation. And Jenna Friedman will be joining her. Oh no. We're gonna, I, would... we're, we're really, I can't move to say anything with Jenna here. She gets, she wrote, she gets mad at anything. <laughs> Anything I say, she's going to get mad at. She does tend to do that, yes. She, uh, she's quite the feminist. We will see her next week. Charles Wilczek, thank you. Oh, thank you for having for me. For coming, on. and feel free to stop by any time to hang out. I'm not, I'm not saying Noam's going to put you on stage. I can't speak for Noam. <laughs> but certainly to hang out and have some hummus. All right. Uh, at full price, but... Don't scare him. <laughs> <laughs> <Hummus. Some> t- <laughs> some dude snacks. <laughs> All right. And uh, Mike Fanoia, once again, Denver Comedy Works. In the downtown room, you said? Yes. Denver Comedy Works. September 21st, 23rd. Okay. Uh, That is all. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thank you.